Hello friends, thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Greeting friends and welcome back to another episode entitled Mission Accomplished. It's Tuesday, September 14th. Let us pray. Father, we invite your presence. Amen. Compared to any city or town in Israel, Nineveh was a huge city. It was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. Read Jonah 3, 1-10. What is the response of this wicked place? What lessons can be taken from this story for ourselves in our attempts to witness to others? Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown! And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them to the least of them. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger, so that we may not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. While walking the city, Jonah proclaimed God's message. Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. The message was right to the point. Though the details are not given, it becomes clear that the message fell on receptive ears, and the people of Nineveh, collectively, believed Jonah's words of warning. In a typical Near Eastern manner, a decree was declared by the king of Nineveh in order to demonstrate a change of heart. Everyone, including animals, had to fast and mourn. All animals mourn. The text doesn't say. The king stepped down from his throne and set in the dust of the ground a very important symbolic act. Let's compare that with Jeremiah 25, verse 5. Saying, Turn now, every one of you, from his evil way and evil deeds, and dwell upon the land that the Lord has given to you and your fathers from of old and forever. Let's take a quick look at Ezekiel 14, verse 6. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent, and turn yourself from your idols, and turn away your face from all your abominations. Revelation 2.5 reads, 
Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lamppost from its place unless you repent. What elements were involved in the king's speech that showed he understands what true repentance is all about? The sermon was short, to the point, but filled with correct theology regarding true repentance. While Jonah had been preaching, the Holy Spirit must have been hard at work in the hearts of the Ninevites. The Ninevites did not have the benefit of all the stories of God's tender leaders that the Israelites had, and yet they still responded to him in a positive manner. They were saying, in effect, let's throw ourselves on God's mercy, not on our own accomplishments. Let's rely completely on his goodness and grace. Strangely, Jonah, who had experienced God's grace for himself personally, firsthand, seemed to think that God's grace was something so exclusive that only some might have opportunity to rest in it. Why is repentance such a crucial part of the Christian experience? What does it mean truly to repent of our sins, especially the sins that we commit again and again? Friends, God is willing and able to forgive us of all our sins. Never think that your sins are too great to be forgiven. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy towards us, your willingness to forgive us of our sins. Help us, Father, to come to you and to confess them when we speak to you in prayer. In Jesus' precious name, see you tomorrow when we shall discuss the next episode entitled, An Angry, Restless Mission.